Hello, peers of public health honors. My name is Crystal Escobar-Salas, presenting you with the real-life crisis of being exposed to toxic substances and hazards. There are times we turn on our TV and find out that yet another small community in our quote-unquote developed country is suffering from lead contamination in their water systems, or they are combating air pollution where their children develop early-age asthma and the adults who already have asthma continue to fight a difficult fight. Recently, I have also stumbled upon a news article later seeing a news broadcast of the same situation that has made me discover a current hazard to public health, a lethal problem of what I thought was supposed to be a solution. Hand sanitizers. Vital for all of us right now as we depend on them to sanitize surfaces that have may been exposed to COVID-19. This January, the FDA reported a long list of about 75 rounds and counting of hand sanitizers containing dangerous amounts of methanol, which is methyl alcohol, similar to ethyl alcohol, and when propanol, which is ingested, can cause damage to the central nervous system, which were imported from Mexico, according to CBS. There are three types of exposure pathways where toxic substances may enter the body and harm. There's inhalation, skin contact, and ingestion, according to the Missouri Department of Health. Factors like the amount of time exposure to the hazard, the amount consumed of the substance, and where this danger is occurring are necessary to get the problem contained. This current case is taken seriously as children and adolescents ingest these products by accident or even by simply rubbing their eyes, in which that action can result in blindness due to the high percentage of the dangerous chemicals. More than 900 poisonings were reported in the U.S. since the beginning of January, with an overwhelming majority of victims being children. As these products have been and are being reviewed by the FDA, their discontinuation is active. Pro tip, do not buy hand sanitizers from Mexico. Now I will introduce you to a world you probably didn't even know existed because it is quote-unquote not the face of this country. Day-to-day, hundreds of thousands of Americans face one combat, living in the third world America. The term is quite harsh and straightforward, but the importance is that it is not a lie, but a truth. According to the Washington Post, there are border communities in Texas that exist, otherwise known as colonias, which have been in third world conditions for decades. The government doesn't provide aid until the colonias make headlines, and even with that occurring, they sugarcoat the surface and wipe it off as time goes by, not placing a permanent solution. One may think the government doesn't help these border communities because they must be filled with immigrants. Not exactly the case. Actual full-fledged American citizens are living in these communities, and they make up most of the colonia population. What is so third world about the colonias, you may ask? For decades, the colonias have never been able to have access to a clean water supply. When flooding occurs due to hurricanes, children are unable to go to school. Transportation is totally off the grid for these communities. And because of the poor conditions of a colonia, add flooding and you have wastewater that flourishes diseases. Sydney Park 2, a colonia, for years drank water containing arsenic, which is a highly toxic carcinogen. The county took six years to allocate money for water pipes, and yet, to this day, they deal with the same problems. Some of you may remember the Flint water crisis in 2014. The crisis lasted five years to get contained. Yes, until 2019. The residents in that city only received help because they stood up for their lives, and due to such movement, they got attention from organizations such as the NRDC, including both general media and social media. To this day, though, Flint's water supply still contains lead and court cases are still active to provide a permanent solution to Flint's water crisis. The following section that I will mention uh, touches basis with racism, so be aware.
I have also been made aware of something, as I know some of you already may have as well, that there exists a, system- a systematic form of racism regarding the public health of minorities. How is it that African Americans, Hispanics, Native Americans, and Asians are those that are most exposed to toxic substances and chemicals? The answer, they live in low-income communities that are typically located near, near industrialization and roads such as factories, shipyards, or agriculture. These low-income communities don't get as many repairs or attention to their problems because they're simply, quote-unquote, not worth it. 40% of African Americans and Latinos and 20% of Asians in California breathe in more particulate matter than white Californians from trucks, cars, and buses, according to the CalHealthReport.org. This is what is known as a disparity. Most of the colored populations live in either busy parts of a city or rural areas that again are low income. We also have to take in mind that children live here. Their young lungs are being exposed to these toxins daily. Due to water or air pollution, our minority groups are facing a constant health challenge, which may prevent them from getting to their full potential. That should be a call to us, students of the public health honors class, to raise a voice for others that may not have one or want to publicize it. As a generation we are, we must face these threats to public health as a crime against humanity. Everyone deserves to live. Be where they are, earn what they earn. I know all of us paid close attention to the wonderful, inspiring works of Paul Farmer, and I know the power this generation holds because of the massive changes they have introduced and made. We want this world to be more righteous, morally and ethically. It is not for people to tell themselves, I am not suffering new to this, why should I care? People should care, because that child with early-age asthma, that child with lead-infused blood, and that child with a mortal disease could have been, for example, the future doctor healing you after an accident or any other cause for medical attention. We have futures to take care of to keep this world moving forward and this planet alive. My suggestion is to go more natural on your products. Stand up and make your voice heard, no matter if you're the first person or maybe you think you will not make a difference because you will. Read ingredients. Stay aware of what you bring into your household, be it food or chemical-based products, and what contaminants may reside within. Take care of that problem to protect not only you, but as well as your family and community. Address issues to your city and present your interest for an improved, healthy style of life for all. Thank you very much.